Hello and welcome everyone to today's news tonight, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests and our lovely patrons to discuss the day's gaming news. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined today by my good friend and GVG co-founder, Ash Polson, as well as two special guests in the form of Brandon the Miracle himself, uh, filling in for Steve since he's not able to be here, and our very, very special guest, uh, Peanut Butter Gamer, Peeves, Austin, whatever you want to call him. Thank you for joining us, good sir. Hey, hey, thank you for having me. No problem. Thank you so much for being here, man. It's an honor to have you on the show. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And thank you. <laughs> I and see we got, uh, we got Brandon's Brandon already uh, Brady Bunch checking you out over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole Brady Bunch moment there. I don't, I don't know which way I'm facing. So uh, hi. <laughs> yeah, that was close enough. We'll take it. Uh, there we go. <laughs> but before we get into the episode proper, we do have. Our lovely sponsors, and on Fridays, we are always sponsored by Straight Lace and The Soul Device. So, in the past, you've heard about the game The Soul Device, and that's S-O-L, but today, Straight Lace is here to tell you about its sequel, The Soul Device 2, currently in development. Building on the ideas introduced in the first game, The Soul Device 2 is a puzzle platformer where the player can create platforms with a handheld device at the cost of HP. However, in Soul 2, the player now has the ability to aim in any direction along with many other new additions, such as several varied functions for each returning device, upgradable stats, a chargeable battery to power the devices, varied environments to explore, an actual story, and boss fights. You can find more info about the game on Straight Lace's YouTube channel, which we'll have a link to in the description below, where he posts developer updates showcasing what he's been working on recently, as well as other fun content. And Straight Lace appreciates any and all feedback. They really do take it uh, to heart and make the changes, and it, it's pretty cool how quickly they can t- turn it around. And, uh, yeah, it sounds like an ambitious sequel. It so, does, and actually, yeah, totally. I am posting a link to the Soul Device on Steam right now in our chat, so you can all go check it out. Uh, and yeah, let's let's get them some sales if we can. We'd really appreciate that. Yeah. I actually have a question for Straight Lace. I would love to check this game out, but I notice it's PC only, and uh, <laughs> I hope maybe there will be a Mac version someday. Just putting it out there, but I would love to check it out, and if there's ever a Mac version, I can do that. So thank you, as always, for your sponsorship, though. It's, it's a pleasure to have you as a sponsor, and thank you very much for your support. Absolutely. So, uh, peeps, I gotta ask, how you been lately? Not too bad. Not too bad. Just kind of taking it easy the past couple days. Uh, mm. Since you're asking, I accidentally fell back into World of Warcraft Classic for a couple days straight. But, uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice. Uh, had, I, I've sworn off it again for at least a few weeks. Uh-huh. But uh, every, everything's going pretty good. Can't complain. Is it pure nostalgia? Or it. is it like, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm st- it's like I enjoy it anyway. It's always a mix with World of Warcraft for me. That's my whole World of Warcraft experience. It's it's partially I just really enjoy it, and then also there's times where I'm like, I was grinding to level up my uh, mining and blacksmithing today in, pre- in preparation for the expansion release, and I'm like, after like an hour and a half of doing it, I'm like, I'm not having any fun at all right now. Like The idea is I'll have fun <laughs> later once I have my things leveled uh-huh. up. I was like, all right, yeah. I'm just going to call this for today. I think this was enough. But yeah, it's always been a love-hate relationship uh, with World of Warcraft for me. I had mm-hmm. I had uninstalled the game many times out of frustration, only to come back and reinstall it later. <laughs> they, they they somehow know how to pull you back in, which <laughs> is impressive, because that's been going on for a while. Um, it's funny, because I, I just jumped into my first real experience with an MMO myself, because of Final, Final Fantasy XIV. Right? Yeah. yeah. 
Right. So I'm nervous, man, because I'll be doing the same in May when the PS5 version comes out, and I'm nervous about the either the lack of time to play it or or the fact that it'll be so fun that I'll just have to sink time I don't have into it. I'm, I'm nervous, <laughs> but I'm but I'm also excited. I, I've I been. Uh, oh, go ahead, Derek. No, no, go ahead, Brandon. Go. I've I've been having that problem with Valheim the last four or five days. What is Valheim? Everyone in my Steam is playing Valheim. Uh, I I don't know what that is, because I thought it was just like people were saying a weird way of doing uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and then it turned out to be a completely different game. uh, It's a survival game, like, similar to Rust, Mm. if you've uh, seen Rust before. Uh, Lots of building. Uh, It has kind of a Viking, like, Norse mythology kind of uh, background to it. It's just, I mean, it doesn't do anything especially, like, groundbreaking in any one area. It just does everything so well. Uh, and the the building is really fun, and I can't stop. <laughs> it seems more It seems more like a uh, more adult Viking-themed Minecraft to me. Yeah. I've watched uh, some mm-hmm. friends play it. I, I'm definitely going to try it out at some point. I had just been a little bit too busy with World of Warcraft, I guess. It has a, but, a uh, cool right. system similar to uh, RuneScape, where like just the act of doing an activity increases your skill level in that activity. Hmm. So uh, you could walk up to a rock and start punching the rock over and over again, and your unarmed skill would just go up over time. <laughs> so it has like this so really it's like satis- Yeah, it has yeah. a really satisfying oh, okay. progression. So uh, been enjoying that a lot. Nice. Uh, before we move on, I just want to extend a warm welcome to a couple of people in the chat uh, who are new and or I'm not used to seeing. Uh, Grantles, welcome, as well as Jason Oloa, one of our very newest EPs. Thank you so much for the support, and of course, you will be called out at the end of the episode. We got you in there, but uh, welcome to you both, and we're happy to have you here, and we hope to see you back for many more, many more uh, TNT live audience participation. Novastalgia, Nova so it's a Resident Evil 5 simulator. <laughs> that's the final boss you guys got to prepare for it right um i guess one more thing before we head into the news we were talking about this a bit earlier peeves because i know you've been uh asked about this quite a bit because how dare you sir how dare you be okay with skyward sword being 60 dollars? i don't care <laughs> Uh, I'm not yeah I, I I dared to make a tweet I don't even tweet very often I really don't I mm-hmm. kind of swore off well swore off tw- tw- checking Twitter every day and I stopped posting on it very often but uh I was pretty hyped about the Zelda stuff that was happening with Skyward Sword and so I was sort of checking and seeing what people were saying about it I was noticing a lot of people that were I I, I would agree with the sentiment that sixty dollars is probably I mean, it's literally the yeah. peak price point they could get away with selling yeah. a, a, a HD port for. Um, but uh, I saw some people that were, you know, complaining about that, which makes sense. But I saw a lot of people who were excited about it, nonetheless, and then people getting mad at them because they were excited about it. So, I, mm. I don't know, I just, I tweeted, like, <coughs> you know, don't, it's something along the lines of, essentially, don't don't blame people for wanting the game for, like, the way Nintendo's pricing it. And it just becomes like every argument ever on Twitter, where it's no one's no one's necessarily even really disagreeing, but they're still like saying the opposite like uh, points. And it was it, it was a it was a mess. Um, so it, it basically the, yeah. the gist I get out of some some people is that if you buy um, Skyward Sword HD for the Switch, mm-hmm. you're either a bad person or it's your fault. <laughs> That Nintendo charged money for their game, some, some something I, I, something along the lines of that, the, or you're, you're, you think it's a fi- perfectly acceptable price if, if you buy it, one one or the other. 
We're also I not mean, even aware do yet realize of that any. Nintendo always sticks it like Nintendo always charges the max amount, and their prices never go down. They yeah. always maintain their value. It's ridiculous. So yeah, th- exactly. well, like one yes. time, I, what was it? Wind Waker HD or something like that? They charged like forty dollars for it or something, which was actually a steal considering how much you know they they redid with that game versus right. Skyward Sword, but it seems like mostly just an HD port. Though I'm not really sure yet the specifics of it, but. Um, that's the that's yeah, the so. key here, I think, is that we don't know everything that's gone into this port because we mm-hmm. we barely got a exactly. glimpse at the game. So True. we we yeah. know that and there's Amiibo that, support, but... and we don't know what it does. Right. Well, and not only that, but it's you know it's easy to say, well, it's just getting button controls and and you know, sixty frames per second. But that stuff button takes effort, and, and button controls is a huge for a game like Skyward Sword that was yeah. built around the Wii Motion Plus and those motion controls. Adding button controls isn't just to press the press the big red button and they're in there. That requires serious engineering. And I don't know. Maybe we're too old school. We're all into the idea of paying <laughs> for services we want, for goods we want. But I woke up this morning to to the news that uh, well, after Pokemon, uh, that people were upset that they can't get the free upgrade to the PS5 version of FF7 if you get it on PS Plus. If you get FF7 Remake on PS Plus, and it's like, why would you be able to do that? What? Of course There's you no can. There's no precedent of course. for that that I can yeah. think of. Yeah. Exactly. It makes, it makes no you sense. shouldn't be able to get that for free through PlayStation Plus. I don't under... Yeah. I guess... I don't know. I, I, I don't understand the idea of complaining about buying yeah. something for full price. I mean, yes, yeah, Skyward Sword HD, obviously it's a port, but as you said, Brandon, we don't know what's going into it yet. And I... Sure. Do I wish it was less than 60 Of course. But I don't begrudge them for charging sixty sure. because I know that a lot of effort's going into this port. It's, it again, porting is so much more than just throwing it on a new system. Yeah, I, I'd never, I'd, at no point that I bother getting into the nitty gritty of the details with anyone who was upset with me because I didn't think mm-hmm. it was really worth it. But I think there yeah. actually is a conversation there about is a game that was made in you know a decade ago is it still worth the price or is it worth less because? It, it was made back then, or I, I don't know. There's, like, so many, there's, like, a bunch of different things you could argue with it, uh, but it, it always just devolves into, like, well, if you say this, then that means this. Well, if you say this, then that means this, and it's, like, you're not even really having a discussion anyway. <clears throat> but, I mean, Skyward Sword, it's a long game. Like, you're getting yeah. a lot of content out of that game. game. Yeah. I do think it should be probably less than $60, but it is, it is, the, it is the limit price, the peak price that mm-hmm. I think that they could get away with where they're still going to sell plenty of it. And just high enough that they'll... Or just low enough that they'll sell a lot of it, just high enough that a lot of people will be really mad about it, which is yeah, pretty much it. everything Nintendo ever does anyways. <laughs> so, I definitely right. have nobody something to say there. if it was $70. Well, yeah. and here's oh, the thing God. also, is that at the end of the day, nobody's forcing you to buy anything. Nintendo can't make you open your wallet. If it's not worth 60 bucks to you, don't buy it. Or wait till Black Friday when you make maybe, maybe you'll get twenty bucks off it. I mean, yeah. no one's making. Yeah. You could probably end up getting it used anyway. I guess probably most game stores would still sell it. Probably pretty pricey it used, but yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, and I, I honestly think there's more information coming on this game. I Me don't think too. we've seen everything yet. Uh, it's especially with the release either. date so far off. You know, I'm sure it'll have amiibo support. It'll do this, that, and the other thing. Who knows? They might have tightened up the gameplay in some way. Uh, maybe got rid of a uh, imprisoned fight. Who knows? It'd be nice. Maybe but, the swift sail yeah. equivalent to loftwing speed would be nice. Oh, that'd be good too. That too, and, and fixing the imprisoned fights period would be worth sixty bucks for me. Not actually, but like seriously, that is so by far the lowest point of that game. 
and mm, and almost sure. as, it's almost astonishingly bad how how bad those fights are. So I really hope they maybe remove at least one of them because yeah, you many. didn't enjoy that the first time. Well, how about <laughs> two more times? I actually can't remember uh, if you right. do it two or three more times. I haven't played uh, Skyward Sword since 2011, and the only in prison fight I even remember is the one uh, that you do with Bruce. Mm-hmm. And that's the best the very one. First one yeah. I remember the yeah, that one. is the better one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Evernight Studio with the, with the big brain take here, extra Groose episode income. Yeah. I think yeah. most people would say <laughs> Groose the DLC. Absolutely a, worth it. Make for a, a Groose, Groose tower defense game where he's setting up to oh, protect against nice. the prison. There's a I do love that idea. Awesome. I don't even like tower defense games, and I love that idea. That's cool. <laughs> I think it was uh, someone in the chat, Grantles. Uh, Grantles, I think. Was bringing mm-hmm. up the new Super Mario Brothers U was sixty dollars, and no one complained about that. To be fair, there was new content in that, um, but I do mm-hmm. wonder, and I was wondering if the fact that Skyward Sword is so divisive already as a Zelda game, which is part of why people were so willing to be like, "Oh, well, I'm going to boycott the game because it's sixty dollars." Like, I, I, I do wonder if that's that's part of it. I did get the the idea even after I completely like stepped away from the conversation, just seeing all the people like arguing about it. Mm-hmm. the people that I kept seeing the most that were the most upset, it was like, it really came off like most of these people probably didn't really care very much about Skyward Sword anyway, so they're just like, probably weren't even going to play it, and they're yelling at yeah. people mm-hmm. that are really excited about it. Like, yeah, it, it's a divisive yeah. Zelda game to begin with, so. Some true. people just like to argue, it feels like. I True, true. <laughs> yeah. Either way, uh, let's go ahead and jump into our uh, actual news for the week. Um and Ash kind of hit the nail on the head, so let's go ahead and bring that first one up. Here we are. As Ash mentioned earlier, Final Fantasy VII got a, a lot announced, uh, both at the state of play and afterwards, because we got the reveal of Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade with the PlayStation 5 exclusive Yuffie episode, which is coming on January 7th. Uh, it's January, sorry, excuse me, June 10th. Sorry, I had the... Right. Uh, $70 standard fee work messing with me. Oh, but it's gotcha. $70 standy, stand, standard or a $90 deluxe. Both come with Yuffie. And there is a PS4 to PS5 upgrade that is free. Also note, uh, but also note that uh, Wario64 on Twitter also basically immediately after the show revealed, hey, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake on PS4 is $30 right now. It has a free upgrade. Might be a little right. bit more cost effective if you want to do it that way. Yeah. But along with that, Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis is coming out in 2022. Final Fantasy VII The First Soldier is coming out in 2021. Both app, uh, mobile games. And then there's Final Fantasy VII Remake Soundtrack, which is now on uh, Spotify and Apple Music. And there's even a little bit of Final Fantasy Remake uh, Part 2 news in there as Nomura has revealed that there's only going to be one director for that game instead of three. So, yeah, there's a lot of Final Fantasy VII stuff, which is uh, a bit overwhelming, but I think it Let comes me... down to this is awesome, but also yeah. some of this stuff I really want on other things. <laughs> yes, that's, Ever yeah. Crisis especially. I, yeah. Ever Crisis on consoles, please, and I'm hoping maybe the outcry... For you know that we have a while until 2022, obviously, right? So yeah. maybe by then the outcry will will push Square to announce it for consoles. Maybe there's some sort of exclusivity period for mobile. I, I can't imagine both Apple and Google I... would money hat that though. I just I want to play this on console so badly. But you know what? Even if it never happens, I 
I this is a mobile game that I will play if I if I have to play it on mobile. I don't care. Hundred percent. Like how many veins do you need, Square? I got all the veins, all of it. I, I'm ready, man. Remake, Ever Crisis, even First Soldier. You know what? I'm not even into battle royale, but if if First Soldier ever came to console, I'd try it. Why not? I'd try it. I don't know if I'd be into it because I've never been able to click with a battle royale Same. game in. I don't know. It, it, that looks just like, yep, that's a Battle Royale game. There's an awful <laughs> lot of shooting from. in a Battle Royale game based around Final Fantasy. <laughs> I mean, I right. understand why, but at the same time, I wish there was more, you know, magic and materia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now, we, we were talking about the show before, uh, this before the show, Austin. Um, you have only really played 7 Remake, and did you complete the game or just... Um, uh, no, I didn't. I didn't okay. actually. I, I, I'm also confused. I have a question. Okay. Uh, it says Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two. Did, did the remake? All the parts of the remake are they not out yet? This is how oh, little no, I know yeah. about Final Fantasy. Okay, <laughs> so for a bit of a history lesson here, Final, the Final Fantasy VII Remake that you played only uh, covers in the original game for about the first five or six hours of the game. Uh, well, I didn't even get through all of that yet, so. Um, yeah. So maybe by the time I'm done, the, the second part will be out. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Basically, it's a uh, they decided it's just so massive they want to do so much with it that they decided to split it up into what seemed to be an episodic format at the time. But yeah, when you I did remember it, that it was episodic. It's, it's not I- really episodic. It's doing something. Basically, Square's pulling a square and doing something very different with it that you'll more like kind volumes, of see when, right? Right. Yeah. You'll kind of see um, when you beat the game. I was actually Adoodle. considering coming back to it, to be honest. Yeah. So maybe I maybe uh, Doodle in the chat. Sorry, uh, Doodle in the chat says, "I hope the one director isn't Nomura Lal, and it isn't." So uh, I can tell you that uh, the director for part two is going to be Naoki Hamaguchi, who was the, one of the co-directors on part one. The reason Nomura is leaving his like director co-director role is because he's now the creative director on everything FF Seven. So he's too busy on this. Ever Crisis, First Soldier, he's overseeing everything. So mm-hmm. rest assured, if you're not a Nomura fan, and I know he's very divisive, Part 2 is being directed by Naoki Hamaguchi alone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, th- there's just a lot of good stuff. I mean, we talked about a pretty decent amount uh, during the state of play. Uh, I mean, cool. I got my free upgrade. I just have to pay for the Yuffie section. That's fine. There's kind <laughs> I can of a do downside that. to that aspect of Intergrade for those who only have PS4s. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the, as far as I know, the UFE episode is exclusive to PS5. It is. It is, unfortunately. Oh. Yeah. 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 That's I the do. only part of all this that I'm not a fan of. I, I They said that it's... They, Square says it's optimized for PS5, and I believe them. I'm sure that's mm-hmm. true, but... Yeah. Given that this is a game that launched on PS4 and it's not even a year old yet, it, it feels wrong to me to I, basically lock this DLC that's still part of Part 1, technically, to PS5. I just I wish they weren't doing that. Um, but it is what it is, I guess. It's just, you know, when so many people can't even get PS5s yet, that just yeah, seems like a shame. They still are hard to get. Yeah, I still don't have yeah. one. I imagine yeah. that will continue oh, wow. even through June when this, you know, when this eventually releases. Uh, so right. I feel bad for everyone who doesn't have a PS5 and can't get one right now. Because if I didn't, I'd be supremely, supremely disappointed. Yeah, you'd be definitely jumping on there and like, well, gonna just attempt to get this PS5 now. It's like, oh, great. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's one of those things. 
that it sucks, but I also see them like we want them to work on part two. So I imagine they didn't want to divert too much of the staff to this intergrade uh, thing. So he was like, well, we'll just sacrifice the older console. And the big thing is us bringing it to PS5. So there you go. Right. And some of the and elements I mean, of you know, intergrade might even be indicative of what we'll see in part two in terms mm-hmm. of gameplay and visuals. Uh, and if, if, if uh, like you said, Ash, if it is a necessity that this is PS5 exclusive, I guess I understand that. It still just kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. And, I mean, you know, to be clear, uh, when I mentioned that on Twitter, a couple of people were like, well, you know, we're in the next generation now. You know, you're going to have to be okay with, with things going from PS4 to PS5. And I am. Part 2 is almost certainly going to be PS5 exclusive. But that's launching on PS5, and that's okay. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a game that started on PS4 that's less than a year old and now is having new story content locked to the PS5. I, that's a different yeah. situation that mm. leaves a bit of a bad taste in my mouth, personally. It's a bit unfortunate. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, all good stuff. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely end up checking out those mobile games just to see what they're actually like. I don't I'm, I don't even know if First Soldier has a story, but Ever Crisis, like, it's kind of funny. Like, that's the kind of remake I would have expected to see of the original Final Fantasy VII on 3DS. Like, it's very Final Fantasy IV-esque, in my opinion, just up right. and using and then using the models of the, the the remake too that's that's the funny part to me it's just like oh it is like the original final fantasy 7 we got our yeah. world models and we got our battle models sure I'm, uh, right i'm really excited to see how they adapt uh before crisis uh crisis core and advent children which isn't even a video game <laughs> so i'm too. like yeah. i'm ready for that and I actually have a few more details about all this here. In a, uh, I retweeted something yesterday. There was a huge interview with Nomura in Famitsu yesterday that came out. And just a few more tidbits here. Ever Crisis, this is all about Ever Crisis, is going to contain a youth Sephiroth chapter written by Nojima. So we're going to hmm. see Sephiroth's days as a, as a youth, as a kid. I don't know how young they're going, but we're going to see his past, which is cool. Okay. It's going to be a command-style RPG, which we know. It's going to retell Advent Children in game form, which we can infer, but it's nice to know for sure. Um, it's going to utilize chibi characters for the field maps, but normal characters like normal models in battle. And there will be new chapters every month. And as I understand wow. this, they're not going to be releasing new chapters in a linear fashion like going from Before Crisis to FF7 to Advent Children. Apparently, they're going to be available at least somewhat concurrently and have updates to each one every month. So you can jump in wherever oh, you that's want. That's wild. Hmm. Don't quote me on any of this, but that's how I understand it, anyway, uh, from from the the interview that I read. So, just some extra things to to keep in mind about how this could possibly all turn out, and and kind of the format of Ever Crisis. Sure. Right. Well, also, sorry, I just want to say okay. I, I'm still my mind is still blown that Vice appeared and Deep Ground appeared out of nowhere in the Yuffie episode trailer. I can't believe hmm. they're bringing Dirge of Cerberus stuff into this yeah it's wild oh, <laughs> it's it's absolutely wild i can't it's, hopefully it turns I was afraid out they well. were doing Ho- that when they talked about the underground lab in uh me too make initially it's like oh wow they're really going there all right then i just i, I hope they can make it cool this time like obviously george cerberus wasn't great so i hope they can make in the remake version of the story maybe deep ground and vice will be interesting does this mean genesis is returning in non-gapped form who knows? It seems like the sky is literally the limit here. Can we just leave yeah. Genesis in the past, please? Oh, right. Please. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. 
I love how we're just like obviously we're too anime right now for Austin. <laughs> so it's like I, know, I have I nothing, know, sorry. nothing to wait, add. To wake this. me up when they they do another Final Fantasy Tactics game. Then I'll be oh, uh, man, then I'll be interested. Only. You should play I Triangle think... Strategy if you're an FF Tactics. Oh, I am fan. excited about that. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to uh, away from anime back to anime, <laughs> kind of, <laughs> uh, with our next topic. The Pokemon Presents presentation was today revealing Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, the Gen 4 remix, which are coming in late 2021, and and an open-air Sinnoh prequel called Pokemon Legends Arceus coming in early 2022, as well as a new Pokemon Snap trailer. Uh, So, not a bad presentation overall. Like, I've seen the typical debate among Pokemon fans because... Lesson number one: You're you're never gonna make every Pokemon fan happy. They I'm are so tired, as salty SOBS. So <laughs> tired. <laughs> yeah, I loved everything that they had to say today. Uh, specifically, Pokemon Legends Arceus, because who in their right mind saw that coming? Nobody. Right? Who could have seen that coming? Have you seen this, Austin? I don't know if you paid I attention. I have, yeah. The only thing I haven't seen was the Pokemon Snap trailer. Although I oh, am okay. interested in that. I just haven't had a chance to check it out yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... I mean, they're doing an open-world-ish Pokemon game, which is what, it, it seems to be what so many of us have wanted from the series for so long. You know, I, I guess we, we'll have to wait longer to find out how it actually all comes together. I mean, it's not a guaranteed success, of course, but... What we've seen so far is exciting, and it's it's for Pokemon, it's taking a risk, and Game Freak yeah. is known to never take risks, and mm. that's exciting. Yeah, it's one of those things where I almost I worry it might be too early to show. Like I know it's exciting, and but that early twenty twenty two, like oof, I, I don't know if that's too soon because that those, sure. those frame rates looked rough. Yeah, uh, that's definitely thing I noticed. Yeah. There was definitely a strategy in how they revealed these things. I feel like if today's presentation only had the Diamond and Pearl remakes, uh, with a very distinct art style that I personally really like, that I know is very mm-hmm. divisive, uh, if they hadn't had Legends in there alongside it, uh, we would have lackluster. Twitter would have been mm-hmm. a minefield. <laughs> yeah, they'd be getting complaints about about that as well. So, yeah. So this is this was I definitely just, just like to cover can, their yeah. bases. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, mean, I definitely noticed the frame drop things as well. Uh, it's one of my constant complaints with the Switch. I remember I actually mm-hmm. was lucky enough before I lost like all my contacts at Nintendo. Uh, I was lucky enough to get a uh, Switch early, and or I got I got Breath of the Wild early, and uh, I was turning on. I was so stoked. I was playing on uh, on the TV mode, and like the first area of the game, and just like frame drops frame drops frame drops and i was like what is happening it killed my buzz so so quickly um yeah it, it, it's definitely a persistent problem but hopefully it's just because like you're saying it's it's not till early 2022 so hopefully they can fix some of those problems it's also led to yeah. a lot of um rumors about a lot more rumors about the the whole switch pro idea yeah uh, yeah because I, I'm of the expectation that if it's, if the Switch Pro is real, that's coming with Breath of the Wild too. That's just how you sell that system. And hey, if you have an open world Pokemon game to go with it, well, boy, that certainly uh, sells a system, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that and Breath, uh, uh, you know, Breath of the Wild too. They could also potentially take advantage of a Switch Pro. I mean, 
that's a one-two punch right there that's pretty incredible yeah. if that's what they're kind of building up here. We'll have to see how it all turns out. But, yeah, I mean, it certainly maybe was a little early to show off visually, but I think just the just the promise that we're finally getting something different and daring and, and new for Pokemon that really pushes the series forward in a meaningful way. And not that, you know, not that sticking to what works isn't okay. That's fine, too, but... You know, it's nice to see Pokemon doing something different in addition to what will presumably be a more traditional take on Generation 9 whenever that's announced. They're definitely Mm -hmm. trying to retake hold of the narrative surrounding Pokemon, you know, since all the discourse with Sword and Shield. uh, Like, anything that Game Freak was going to show, or the Pokemon Company, uh, was going to get scrutinized to hell. So, uh, this this is probably just a necessity, and I I get that. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that, that makes sense. And, I mean, hey, it feels like a true RPG. We already know the final boss is going to be God. So, perfect. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. And as far as uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl go, I said this this morning in the, you know after the stream, but uh, I'm really curious to see how these turn out because Gen 4 is easily my least favorite gen, and Sinnoh is pretty much my least favorite region as well. So I'm really curious to see if these remakes can make me a fan of that region and of that generation. Um, it's funny because I played Gen 4 to death. I played a ton of it, and I filled out basically like the vast majority of the Pokedex. But in hindsight, it's my least favorite gen. And so I'm, I'm curious to see how this remake... You know, I, the, the main thing for me is the pacing. Uh, I just hope that the battles are faster. I know Platinum kind of fixed I mean, that, 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 but they're not I have yeah. no concerns whatsoever Pearl. about that faster pacing. I, <laughs> you, yeah, you have nothing to worry about there. I mean, I, I don't, yeah, I think it'll be fine, but that that was one of the things. And also just the region doesn't stand out in my mind very much. So I'm looking forward to seeing how I feel about it come come remake time. Mm-hmm. Uh, how'd you feel in the art style, uh, Austin, since a lot of people compared it to Link, the Link's Awakening remake? Yeah, I, I think they'll, I see the comparison. I think the Link's Awakening remake has a little bit more personality to it. Uh, in terms Great. of like, it's not just a chibi art style. It's it really it, it it feels like it's almost has a theme. Like you're playing with little toys in the dream world. I actually really enjoyed the art style of that. I I you know I, I don't have any problems with it. I think it actually looks fairly similar to the original game in terms of uh, like mm-hmm. just an updated version of that. I do think it looks a little bland, but it's not like Pokemon has ever looked super amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think the Sword and Shield looks visually dull. I uh, it, I don't find it to be visually appealing. Um, I know that's something that is sort of contentious, but um, I I don't I don't know. It, it's I, I I like my games to have a sort of stylized cutesy art style a lot of the time, but I feel like the current Pokemon games don't even really hit that for me. They just they do feel kind of cutesy, but sure, it doesn't feel like there's a whole lot of personality there. But I I, right. I, I like the remake uh, art direction more than the than the. That what do you call the new uh, Legends Arceus? Um, that one okay. kind of just looks like Sword and Shield to me, which is just seems a little dull. But the mm. I, I'm fine with the um, with the remake art style, the, ch- the chibi look. I hate to say this in front of you, Austin, but I ever since the trailer premiered this morning, all I could think about is my Sims. <laughs> oh no! Well, now that's that's oh. uh, <laughs> oof. That's not a good comparison to me. But, uh, <laughs> oh dear. I, it, I I guess it's since I've covered Pokemon for so long, I have gotten to really accept the fact that um, 
basically ever since Black and White 2 uh, had such amazing sprite work, uh, the Pokemon series has always been behind it. And even Black and White was behind the times, let's be honest, on the DS. But it made that style work for it and really pushed I love Gen 5 those, so those much. sprites. But ever since then, Pokemon's always, always been behind the times. It has never yeah, been a graphical yeah. powerhouse, and it yeah. is not one for me to, to expect. So I guess that makes me go more lenient on it because I have no expectations. Yeah, that's um, fair. But it's, it's also not, one yeah. of those things where I, I get the complaints. And I'm not going to uh, say, no, you're wrong for having those opinions. It's just... I, I've fallen strokes. into the acceptance part of the depression of the, of the loss, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> There's a, it's I, just what it is. There are some elements. I know it's of, a bit. Oh, go ahead, Ash. No, go ahead, Brent. No, go ahead, Brandon. Uh, there's some elements of uh, Legends Arceus's uh, visuals at this point that I think are promising, such as the the lighting engine. Like they're they're putting some work into it, and like you guys mm. said, it still is early. But when this is all said and done, I think uh, I think this will be probably the best looking pokemon game we've gotten outside of pokemon new pokemon snap right which looks gorgeous <laughs> absolutely yeah uh, i have to say i am a fan of the art style that we've seen so far I, but i've always liked chibi art styles i don't really mind like the, the whole super deformed type of character model uh, i think it's cute I'm, I'm i'm really looking forward to revisiting this gen just because i remember so little of it uh, again uh, and i know it's a bit uh early to bring this up but because we were talking about gen 5 I'm really excited about whenever they're going to remake Gen Five, and I assume they will eventually. I, 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 that, Gen Five is black and white too. Oh, it's going to be a minefield. No Gen Five is that black and white too? I get my Pokemon's mixed up. Yes, black, Gen Five black actually. And yeah, black and white. And black and white too. Black and white and was still part of Gen Five. Yeah, I would. I would like those as well because I actually didn't play black and white, but black and white too was the. I think the best. Uh, Pokemon games that I, or at least the most fun I had since I was a kid playing the originals. Probably. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. No, Gen Five I, is I, one I, of my favorite generations, and just the fact that it was already cinematic and that that was the one generation that went further into actually trying to tell a story than any any other generation. And a good story at that. One, and and yeah. yeah, and a good story. And that's why I'm excited about the, the eventual remakes because I assume they will be made. They got. I mean, they'll, they'll because, do it eventually, yeah. but that is also one of their biggest minefields because it is so beloved by. Right, a wide swath of Pokemon. Fans. A lot of people like, really hated yeah. that too. I'm a casual Pokemon fan, and even I love Black and White. Mm. Nice. Two, two nice. I love the soundtrack in Black and White. It's so good. I have to wonder if they remake Black and White. Do they eventually also remake Black and White too? How do they navigate I hope that? So. Yeah, that's a good know. question. I wonder if they it do both sense. in one package. Yeah, I'd I'd like that. Or they'll yeah. just pull a Mario and then just pretend like Galaxy Two doesn't exist and <laughs> yeah, just exactly. do Pokemon there was Black no and White sequel. and then move on. I, I think <laughs> uh, gameplay wise, uh, I, they did reveal a few more things about um, Pokemon Legends, which it's an active time battle system. This That's time so cool! I'm really excited and, for that. Very yeah, cool. that does yeah. Seem very cool. And if you have no Pokemon out, the Pokemon will attack you. Mm-hmm. So you got to mm-hmm. be able to dodge that stuff. So there's. There's a lot of potential there, and I'm 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 very curious how that's all going to go. They, uh, I, the I think end. it's definitely good because I think po- for me, a lo- I know a lot of people enjoyed Pokemon Sword and Shield, that but Sword and Shield to me really struck home the idea that I already had about Pokemon, but hadn't really realized is that it's just kind of getting dull. It's getting dull, and mm-hmm. I think the fact that they are trying something like this is is promising. I think. Yeah. Right. I, 
I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you right. bring up a good point there. I haven't even played Gen Eight yet. I, I still want to, but it's just because it's kind of fallen. I didn't finish Gen Seven. I got it's about a, a little start. more than halfway through Pokemon Sun, Pokemon Moon, and it I haven't even played Sword and Shield. That are just like this exciting things happening off screen. It the story right. is yeah, so yeah. non oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's like I do want to play Sword and Shield, but it's like I also know exactly what I'm getting in terms of the Pokemon formula at this point. So I do agree that it's good that they're really switching things up I think the Pokemon designs are still strong. It's just the gameplay they need to figure out. Agreed. I I kind of hope that Legends is a resounding success and that that becomes the norm going forward. That Mm -hmm. would be cool. Uh, Also, there's one element of Arceus Legends, or Legends Arceus, excuse me, that uh, really stands out to me, and that's like when you're in the wild, approaching a wild Pokemon, to initiate battle with it, you throw the Pokeball that has your Pokemon in it, just like in the anime, and yeah, that, I'm really excited about that. That's cool. <laughs> that is yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have my motion control. Can you, like, <sighs> oh, grab yeah, your, I, like, your Pokeball thing? I need that. You have, yeah. like, uh, customizable throwing arcs, so you have your own, like, oh, style. Man, that would be cool. <sighs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do the like softball throw, or like have a spin, or I don't know something weird with it. But now, um, now I'm not gonna like the game if you can't choose your throwing poke, <laughs> your pokeball throw style. Raising expectations, you're like so baseball much. zero out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's go ahead and move on to our next topic, which uh, there's kind of encompasses two because really they can only be described as our WTF news. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. So. Shovel Knight is crossing over with Arby's and getting, I don't know what Arby's calls them, kids meal toys. They're getting kids meal toys with Arby's, which is is weird. And then along with that, uh, pictures of an unreleased Mortal Kombat Ultra Girls animated TV show have leaked (laughs) and was in development at WB Animation, which, okay. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that art style is kind of awful for the Mortal Kombat this uh, Ultra Girls cartoon. Mor- Mortal Kombat. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, totally. Obviously, <laughs> It looks right? to me it's, like, it's more the, like the DC superhero girls Exactly. Show. Yeah. It's them yeah. trying to ape the DC, super, the DC superheroes uh, It's kind of like, I feel like it's like Mortal Kombat Bratz edition or something. Like, <laughs> it's, it's so weird looking. And it's, I like the idea of it, but I, it's probably for the best that it didn't release in that form i don't know if it would have gone over well probably not but i kind of love the fact that you know they have melina in a pink turtleneck to cover her mouth and it has Uh a broken heart on it it's like that is sure (laughs) this is just the weirdest like idea A, a, a kid's mortal Kombat cartoon is already weird enough but the antithesis uh, of itself yeah Yeah, who um, who is that? Who who is the? I don't know. Who are they making this for? It just seems kind of weird. To ostensibly me. Like, little girls, but yeah, the last kind of the last age demographic that I would think would be interested in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> right? right. That's probably why it didn't come out. I yeah. I, I would oh think. my god! I mean, they probably just figured there was. Oh, so it's the not going to come out. I oh, think okay. it's okay. No, so, I don't know if it's oh, or not. I thought it was a leak. Uh, for some, so oh, okay, so it could still potentially be released, or if it was canceled. I'm not sure. Imagine I think it was a world. Can, so it, 
Oh, okay, oh, go ahead. gotcha. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense, actually, then. That oh, that, yeah, this was in development at Warner Brothers Animation, and apparently just a picture of it mid-development. Yeah, leaked, but some as pictures I understand it, it's not still it. being made. Imagine a world where this got made, and uh, then parents who didn't know what Mortal Kombat was yeah, took see, that's their what kids I'm thinking. to see the movie. Right. Oh, <laughs> or the God. kids like are Googling, oh, I love this Mortal Kombat show. And they Google it up, and then there's like someone getting their spine ripped out or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we say this, but there, is, there was a 90s Mortal Kombat cartoon uh, animated. Like I think it was like, Saturday True. mornings, and they had all of them fighting. It was like, was it Earth Special Forces or something like that? And it was awful. But they did it because, of course, they did. Because well, at least Mortal reason, Kombat was 80s, a popular IP back then. That is true. That is true, and it, definitely with kids, um, uh, and kids that wanted also, to play the mature rated game. I guess they could at least mm-hmm. watch the cartoon. <laughs> um, so I actually posted about the Shovel Knight thing on Twitter and got a lot of replies from people who had gone to Arby's for prior video game promotions. And I got a reply from a uh, someone named Mega Nerd X on Twitter. Me- Mega Nerd X Four, excuse me. I'm going to post it here, but but they posted pictures of the toys they got during that promotion. So I would say it's oh, pretty no. likely that the Shovel Knight toys will take this format. And they're, oh. honestly, they're less toys and more like just collectible plastic circles. Yeah, <laughs> stackable discs. What the Collectible yeah, plastic like circles. Discs. <laughs> That's a really yeah. good selling point. That's so lame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that it's is so, really I mean, yeah, lame. It's lame, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so I love the idea that Shovel Knight's crossing over with uh, with Arby's. As, as I said on Twitter, steal thy roast beef because I, I want to get one. But, like, <laughs> at the same time. I like Azran's idea more, which is the order of no quarter pounder. Uh, <laughs> quarter pounder. That's, That's so good. That's so no good. Quarter, yeah, order of. Azran, that's a new high for you, man. That is a... I mean, you set the bar pretty high with puns anyway. That's one of, one of that's the best peak. you've ever had. That's peak. <laughs> that yeah, that's peak. Yeah, that's great. <clears throat> Skull Kid Tiger has shadow. Oh, no. <laughs> awesome. There's a reason nobody ever talks about Arby's kids' meals. Right. I didn't know they had them. Right. We knew they had the... Uh, what was it? The, the, the meat, meat stack sandwich? thing that looks disgusting. Yeah. Oh, I saw the oh, I saw a comparison of the advertisement versus <clears throat> one of the actual sandwiches. Mm-hmm. I mean, their euros are pretty good. <laughs> they're the only. I will say this about Arby's: they're the only fast food place that I can think of that has a buffalo chicken sandwich. And I and I'm not saying their buffalo chicken sandwich is exceptional, but they are the only one that has that. And I really love mm-hmm. some uh, buffalo chicken sandwiches. They really cornered the market on the buffalo chicken sandwich. Yeah, they've got me hooked in that sense. Whenever I'm at the, one of my go-to thrift stores, there's an Arby's right there. Got to get the buffalo chicken sandwich. Right. And nice. there is precedent for this. Uh, I, I'm reminded that back in September, there were there uh, was a Cuphead promotion. Like, Cuphead toys came mm. to Arby's Kids Meals. So, That's, uh, oh. I gotta look it's at, so I gotta weird. It's see so if I can weird. find that. Hold on. Yeah. Right? If so, I, yeah, to- I mean, it's cool. If the Cuphead toy isn't just, like, an actual mug, what's the point? Let's yeah, yeah seriously, it should just be a cup. <laughs> yeah. That would probably cost a little bit too much to produce for a uh, uh, fast food toy. I don't know how much it costs to make a mug, though. Best I can it's probably tell, they're papercraft. Oh, okay, oh, these seem like they have a little bit more effort in them. Let me uh, post it in here. Um, papercraft. I mean, I wanted more rings. More loops. <laughs> circle paper circles or collectible paper circles. Two pogs yeah. right, taped together. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Dude, shout out to Pogs. I saw people in the chat bringing it up. I miss Pogs. I used to have an amazing Pog collection. It's before my time, sadly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. I, I used to have the... Uh, I'm sure anyone who's a little bit older, like like uh, Derek and I will remember, Nintendo Power used to come with some Pogs in the middle of the magazine, and mm, there was one issue that. that came with a whole set of Mega Man X Pogs. Ooh, and no. I, I still have oh. them somewhere. Yeah. Mm. And they were, I think they were exclusive to, to Nintendo Power, and oh man, I was so into Pogs. I, I love like <laughs> that was the, the, Ash the, the Slammers. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love how like the, the Slammers got really ridiculous. Like they would start making Slammers that were like stupid thick, and you couldn't actually use them as Slammers. It was ridiculous, but man, ah, Pogs were so fun. <laughs> Spoken as a true '90s kid, my God. Oh yeah. Oh yep, I was a '90s kid through and through. I doubt my pogs were as good as yours, but I did have some. Did anybody actually do the whole betting <clears throat> betting thing where if you lost them, you lost them? I, I don't know. Well, I thought you lost did one. I, I thought that's how you, it worked. Like you had one. Like it was kind of mm-hmm. like the idea of the like Pokemon cards where you like set aside two, where if you lose, you trade them or whatever. That's how I mm-hmm. always thought it went. Like whatever pog you had <clears> on the top <throat> or the bottom or something like that. I can't even remember how you played pog. I, I thought it was. I've had pogs they, and played them. I don't remember how it worked. Upside down, you slam the thing, and any of that turn up, right side up, you get. Yep, and it's I actually really did that. Like I played pogs right. at yeah. You I gotta go that way. I have to, yeah. I have to you admit, just, if you don't, if you're afraid of losing one, you just don't put it in. Like, yeah, go big or go that's home. True. I have to admit, also, I didn't know Pogs was a game. I thought it was just a thing. <laughs> it wasn't oh, really? really that. It wasn't much I never of a really game. Let's be real. Some people just collected them. They didn't actually okay. like do the Pog battle. battles. Yeah, but they were fun, yeah. man. I, I enjoyed Pog battles. Also, and it's nuts how many different things had Pogs. Like. Because they would make it was easy to make, so there was a yeah, lot of think of uh, Funko like, pops. Yeah, it's just, just yeah. gonna say in that. Form. Yeah, yeah. And you could make uh, unofficial <laughs> ones very easily too, and sell them at stores, and you'd never know the difference. So anything that right. any IP had a pog, at least one pog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, I 100 percent did not li- th- think about saying "stupid thick" before it actually came out, and yeah, that <laughs> the, you guys in the chat are cracking me up because I just didn't even. Again, another Phil Dunphy moment. I didn't think about what it would actually sound like before I said it. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm cracking up. <laughs> yeah. Well, with that, on that note, let's go ahead and move <laughs> where on. do you go from there? Well, obviously, as we bring up our next topic, we go to Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a real quick, Kingdom Hearts Union Cross's story is going to conclude this April with the game service ending altogether on May 31st. And following this, an offline version of the app will be made available with Union Cross's story available as a theater mode and Kingdom Hearts Dark, Roads, uh, Dark Road playable offline. Which, uh, on one hand, I've seen a lot of fans of this game be like, no. On my hand, it's like, sweet. I don't have to play Same. it. I can just see the story. Same Thank yeah. God. 100%. I'm, I'm so happy about this that it's finally winding down. I'm sorry to all the, the players out there who actually love the game itself, but... I just want to. I, I want the story of this of of the mobile games to be concluded, so we can just we know where they where everything falls in the overall timeline, and we can just move on. Like I just I haven't really been able to keep up with it because it's you know it's a service game. So yeah, it'll, it'll just be nice to be able to have a nice complete version of the story to We're, just be able to to absorb. You still have to play Dark Road to get the plot for that, right? I think so. I since it's off, think so. Okay. Yeah. But the Union so, Cross stuff yeah. you can just watch. You can just yeah. watch as a theater mode type thing. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, 
that'll be a nice, you know, a nice thing to, to carry us over until we hear more about what's next for Kingdom Hearts and what's the next big game. And it sounds as though it's going to be at least a little while before we hear anything on that front. Yeah, absolutely. I, I will say the uh, story for <clears throat> Union Cross seems to get a little wild because uh, I, I did a while ago look up a, like a YouTube synopsis of things up to that point. I've forgotten a good bit of it. But the one thing that stands out to me is uh, Marluxia's human form is in the game. Right. And he joins like the these five leaders at a certain point. Um, and his whole deal is he's trying to find out who murdered his sister amongst right. this group. Oh, yeah. Which is like... Which... Okay. <laughs> does does that have any connection to the girl that, that Lee and... Uh, don't know. Are, yeah, so it's getting pretty, it's getting pretty wild. I, I'm looking forward to... I mean, I may not love everything that, that Kingdom Hearts is doing with its story, especially more recently, but I'm in for, for life, man. I mean, <laughs> at, least, at least until... Sora's okay. I'm in. I'm in for life. He's so, never going to be okay. I know. I assumed right? the girl uh, that, that Lee was talking about was Kyrie, or or did she not show up until after that? Uh, at she didn't show. Yeah, she didn't show up until after that. This seems to be stuff that took place way before. Okay. Austin never current. played Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> oh, don't worry. So, don't I worry. say this as a fan. <laughs> it is. It is a trap. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that, that, I mean, that's you, a yeah. This is my understanding of uh, of the series is that every entry, regardless of how insignificant it, it seems, isn't vital to the storyline. Correct? Am I wrong? Yes. Am I correct about that? It, every entry moves the story along. It's ridiculous. Whether it's on mobile, whether it's on like the right. music game, says what's happening next. Yeah, it that's does, yeah. It's a little bit too intense uh, for me. We were talking about this a little bit before we started, but. My own, I, the only thing I know about Kingdom Hearts is I, I would watch my wife play a little bit of the series, and I would just walk in every now and then, and like some insane thing is happening, and I'm just like, <laughs> what? And then I, and then I am like, okay, I'm not gonna follow this, and I'll just go leave and do something else. Like it's she's a, all emotionally invested, and you're like, what the hell is going well, on? Well, I think even she's a little confused, but lo- uh, way less so than I am. <laughs> It's like, uh, didn't like, that character die, like, an hour ago when I was in, and now he's alive again, or now he's good, or he's bad, or, or he was bad before, <laughs> or there's, like, a group of hooded people, and then they're, like... <laughs> I, don't I, worry, I don't that guy's nobody. <laughs> no, oh, oh, I like I like what you did there. <laughs> nice. Thanks. Um, I mean, I will be the first to admit, as a hardcore Kingdom Hearts fan like Derek, that, that it, there's a lot of stupidity in the storytelling, for sure, but it's what so we sign up for. enjoyable. It's yeah, so I, enjoyable. And I mean, if you love anime, and I love anime, Kingdom Hearts is about as anime as fuck as you can get. And I'm so into that. For, I, I for, think that's for the good thing about Kingdom worse. Hearts fans. We know how ridiculous it is. We just yeah, don't care. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That, that's what we like about it, is, is how just absurdly, typically ridiculously anime it is. When yeah. I play Kingdom Hearts, especially when I was playing Dream Drop Distance, I basically just cursed at the screen <laughs> because I'm like... That shouldn't be happening, but it's happening. I accept it and I like yeah. it, but also I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Dream Drop Distance. You know, we're in trouble when it's time kinda... travel. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Like when Dream Drop Distance introduced time travel and everything, that was the point at which I was like, okay, you know what? I'm still into this, but this is getting pretty ridiculous. Up to that point, I was like, you know, it's pretty. It's not as hard to understand as people say it is, and I still feel that way. But Dream Drop Distance is where it kind of got a little shark jumpy for me as well. That poor reputation was definitely overblown before. Dream yeah. Drop Distance came out. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. yeah. 
I have to um, say, I I just looked up on YouTube, uh, Kingdom Hearts Story Explained, and the top video is one hour and 21 minutes long. <laughs> yep. There's a lot of... Honestly, you could probably get away with just watching Barry Kramer's synopsis. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, I actually was watching him make that on Twitch a little bit when he was doing I it. I love oh, that nice. video. It's really good. Um, although, Austin, I will say, you haven't lived until... Even if you're not a Kingdom Hearts fan, you have not lived until you've seen Woody shit talk an anime villain. Oh and yeah, that that's I have Hearts seen three. some stuff of of it out of context. Okay, and then, uh, like Disney so character good. is like, I'm gonna die, and it's like Woody. That picture no. of him putting Woody putting his hand in front of Sora, like, no, yep. let me handle. Oh this. yeah, I got this. Yeah, or the I got this. stuff from Kingdom Hearts two where you're having this emotional scene in Pirates of the Caribbean, and Goofy's just standing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> just Goofy's there. Yeah. And when, when when Woody's like, my guess is no one's ever loved you before. It's like, oh, Woody. I, I love that. Well, Woody's pretty savage in the movies, too, at certain that points. That's true. Really real. actually. He's yeah. pretty brutal. There's a scene from them dealing with Monsters, Inc., where they take one of the most brooding characters from, the, from Kingdom Hearts, pin him up against Mike and Sully, and they literally, Mike <laughs> yeah. grabs him. Tosses him into a, one of those doors, and then they start doing the thing where they toss one door into another door, and another door into another door, and another door into another door, and it's just like, okay, the Disney characters are fighting back for once. That's cool. It's so. Oh my god, <laughs> that has to be yeah. the most self-aware scene in all of Kingdom Hearts <laughs> history. It's so good. It's fantastic. And I think I they put it. the last one through a wood chipper as well. It's just yeah, like, they well, did. He's gone. I was honestly, I would have laughed my ass off if they decided to like because he has teleportation powers. If he just teleported back in, it's like, wait. Hold nah. on, so they put a bad guy into one of the doors? Yes. From it, Monsters, don't don't yeah. the doors lead to the rooms of children? So they're, like, stuffing <laughs> they the bad guy into some kid's room, <laughs> yeah. and then, like, locking the key? <laughs> that doesn't sound like a very, well, it's I mean, funnier the you gotta you do what you gotta do. It. I know. Yeah. yeah. I just, like, I just imagine, like, throwing, like, Sephiroth into a little kid's room, and <laughs> just screaming his ass off. I mean, sorry, uh, Jimmy... <laughs> Not only did they throw a bad guy into a kid's room, they threw several doors into kids' yeah. rooms. <laughs> That's right. How does yeah? How does that even work? The, each oh, door had man. to be slightly smaller than the previous door. <laughs> I mean, I guess they're like trying to okay, turn it in. Yeah, work. that'll work. Yeah, it that physics, way. whatever. I mean, oh but but oh this just all—I mean, all of this is emblematic of how awesome Kingdom Hearts is. The fact that we can talk talk about this, even with a non-Kingdom Hearts fan, and just enjoy how ridiculous it can get and just embrace that i it, i just really nothing kingdom, like kingdom hearts, hearts for, out there. for for the for what it is i just yeah i've looked at it and i'm like i don't have the mental energy to get into this so sure. i just haven't done it. <laughs> no. I, don't blame I, you. I don't think i would today either if i if i hadn't gotten in on the ground level with kingdom hearts one when i was like 16 or 15 or whatever mm-hmm. like i don't think i could get it i probably would not be able to play through every game now and like I, I think it's because i got in and was so hyped for the whole concept mm-hmm. from the very yeah. beginning I almost, I almost got a PS2 around the, the time it came out, but I ended up waiting a few years later. I, I, I and that was one of the games I wanted, but I never uh-huh. ended up playing it. So mm. I, I, I guess you I dodged probably the, would have gotten into it if you had yeah. gotten it at the time because it was kind of perfect for that age group and it was with Square being on fire at that point. You're just like, yeah, I'm down, yeah. whatever. And that's not yeah. to say it's if, completely if did... inaccessible to older folks because, like, no, I only no, no, got no. into Kingdom Hearts two years ago. That said, oh, wow. my wife had to play the first game for me because I absolutely hate it. I hate <laughs> really? Kingdom Hearts 1. Yeah. Well, I know it's a control perspective. Like, just, oh, it's, okay. It's very dated. Uh, so you, you enjoy playing just watch Chain of Memories? I, I Chain of Memories is one of my favorite games in the series. 
actually. I don't understand. Wow. I, don't, I have a hard time I mean, playing I the 3D one, opinion, but I, I did enjoy it on Game Boy Advance. The card system's really good when you really put some time into uh, to the strategy element of it, and I got really into that. Sure, okay. So, I think I, I enjoyed Riku's side more because there was a little less strategy to, to it when yeah. you were playing with Riku. Um, but it's just, for me, it was, it was less the card system, even though it wasn't my favorite. Just Chain of Memories always felt so grindy to me. Like It was very so repetitious with, with the very Disney stories not mattering in the slightest. It yeah, was a little different yeah. for me because I didn't play Kingdom Hearts 1, so it's I wasn't retreading certain elements as much as uh, a person who did play the first game would have. And gotcha. that was probably enough to get me through that game. <laughs> I see. Well, let's get off of the uh, Kingdom Hearts talk and talk about something that I know Austin's a bit more interested in. So let's bring that up. So EA is in their ever gracious presence, allowing Bioware to make their next Dragon Age game as a single player RPG instead of a service game since uh, Jedi Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order did so well and anthem did not <laughs> so they're like you know what maybe single player is okay yeah. maybe we'll dragon- let the devs do whatever they want right a, the what a concept maybe the creatives yeah maybe the creatives know more about what they're doing than the the business the business types exactly Usually. and I, i'm not a dragon age fan but this even as not as a non-fan I can. I already know that having it be a single player RPG is by far more preferable than having it be a service game. So I'm very happy for the Dragon Age fans out there. I know this is exactly what the vast majority of them wanted. I actually have not played uh, Dragon Age. Oh really? But I yeah. assumed you did. I it's super up my alley. I just haven't haven't played it. The uh, the first I would obviously play the first two if I was going to start back. But I do enjoy a lot of other Bioware RPGs. I'm. Uh, Mass Effect is one of my favorite game franchises. Same. Hell yes! So I, I think the thing I'm most excited about in, in the upcoming fu- in the near future is the bio as uh, the Mass Effect uh, trilogy uh, mm-hmm. remake. Got you and me both. Yeah, I, I, you won't see me for a bit, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of games to get through. But it, it is. Sure. I do think that 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 is good news. I mean, I also enjoyed Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order as well. I, I I'm a big single player fan i mean yeah. i mean i was talking about world of warcraft earlier but for the most part what i play is single player games and mm-hmm. there was a br- brief time period in gaming where it seemed like devs or devs or at least publishers looked at single player games uh, and kind of scorned at it and it's like well that's what i want so i was very happy yeah. to see some of these i think spider-man was a big one that that opened a lot of uh, eyes where it's like people still want these single player experiences so very yeah, I, I think the mm-hmm. business side of things like, well, we can't really find ways to monetize extra things in single-player yeah. games, so don't bother. Sorry, getting a toe cramp. Mm-hmm. Hold on, sorry. <laughs> <No worries. laughs> getting, like, a very bad toe cramp right now. Oh, no. That's not, <laughs> Go that's ahead. Not continue. Continue. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm... I'm down for it. I have Jedi Fallen Order. I've not had time to play it yet. I've, I've heard decent things, but... Um, it's pretty cool. As a casual it, Star Wars fan, I, I enjoyed what I played of it enough. Yeah, it's sort of like a uh, Star Wars Dark Souls kind of thing. That's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. I still need to play a Dark Souls game, so <laughs> you know we'll get, <laughs> we'll get there eventually. Um, but yeah, I, it's maybe with Bioware able to do what they want, they can make a pretty good game, and it might save them in the end, you know? Because they have so many good franchises, and you don't want Bioware to fall under the EA curse. 
of, yeah, right, right. You know, amazing developer just shut down thanks to EA. But we'll see if it actually happens or not. I have no idea, but we'll see. Right. We have an amazing, uh, an, a hilariously amazing typo by Imposter in the chat who says, I'm not crazy about Jesus Fallen Order, but I am happy that single-player Star Wars <laughs> games are still a thing. I want to play that, that game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That would be a Jesus thing Fallen if, Order. if EA's Dante's Inferno franchise picked up. Right, yeah. <laughs> Jesus' Revenge. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining yeah. Jesus with a lightsaber, and I, I can't get it out of my head now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Oh. Uh, <laughs> there's there's more puns in there somewhere but i just i can't think of them off the top of my head oh there there are plenty that, that we that we could make and probably shouldn't but there are plenty of ways to go from here <laughs> oh jason uloa cross lightsaber he he oh, is kind of yeah. <laughs> oh man all I right. want to see a, a Jesus game now. Like, I want to see right. what that would be. There is that one Jesus. fighting game where you play as a bunch of, like, uh, you know, gods and deities from other religions, and Jesus is, is a true. playable character. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and this this also this also reminds me, actually, of, of a thing that I – a discussion I just had on Twitter today. Oh, uh, no. I retweeted something about Mega Man Battle Network because, of course, I did, right? And I, I won't explain all the context, but – and in, in reply, someone talked about Jesus.exe being a thing. And there's a system in Mega Man Battle Network 6 called the Cross System. So I replied and said, so does that mean that if Mega Man were to get his cross form, that that's... Like, you know, if it's Aquaman, it's Aqua Cross, right? So for oh, okay. Jesus.exe, it would be Jesus Cross. And, and yeah, that was pretty... pretty <laughs> oh, my woo! God. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, love it. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to some less exciting news. Yeah, this is unfortunate. So Sony is winding down original game development at Japan Studio, restructuring its team around fellow Astro Series developer Team Asobi. Which, if you're a fan of Sony, the weird Sony projects, this sucks. Japan Studio has some of the most interesting, wildest yeah. ideas out there. It includes, this is where Ape Escape comes from, Loco Roco, uh, Patapon, uh, the, you know, Team Ico games, Gravity Rush, The Puppeteer. This is just so uh, between this and Vicarious Visions, man. This is just this sucks. Yeah. Straight up. This news sounds a lot worse have, now after you just explained it uh, than mm-hmm. I initially took it. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And then you start lifting off, listing off all the games. I'm like, wait, he's right. You're right. Oh, oh man, this is a, this is actually pretty sad. Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah. I have not personally played any of the games that you listed off, but I could I can feel the weight of what's happening here. Uh, just just you know, buy all those franchises. It, it this is this is bad. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. Um, there there is I guess some silver lining. Uh, Team Asobi, who's the group responsible uh, for the Astrobot games, will continue as a standalone studio in Sony Japan. Uh, and some of Japan Studio staff is going to join join Asobi, so that we'll at least have that development DNA joining, uh, at least some of it joining uh, Team Asobi. But it's mm-hmm. just really a shame. And uh, 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 but I guess some other Japan Studio staff are leaving along with Silent Hill and Gravity Rush director Kate Shido Toyama, uh, who left Japan Studio last year. So yeah, and they're going to join. It, his it new seems studio. to be something that's been happening quite a bit um, because it's just these big directors and producers 
were leaving like two months ago. Uh, so Japan lost uh, the Bloodborne and Demon Souls producers. Uh, producers. Mm-hmm. So it's just like they're they're kind of bleeding this Japanese talent, which is kind of odd because I, I, Sony does seem to have been fo- shifting focus to the more Western side of things. Like they have massive, massive Western franchises. Mm-hmm. But their Japanese franchises seem to be falling by the wayside, which is a shame because yeah, one of the things yeah. I wanted the most is, well, an Ape, Ape Escape trilogy, like Crash and Spyro got. I want that. And, you know, Knack is kind of a meme at this point, but this <laughs> Japan studio made Knack. So, uh. yeah. Is this why we saw that, uh, was it the Ape Escape Twitter account, like sometime last year, just shut down? Mm-hmm. And I believe I assume, so. Yeah, I assume this is related to that. Then I like, think so. Yeah, man, that sucks. Uh, I yeah, I have to admit, I'd be more devastated if Team Asobi was, you know, dissolved mm-hmm. because Astrobot is incredible and everyone should play it. Um, but n- now I really want to go back and play all these games that they've done just to know what their yeah. legacy is. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of great games that, that Japan Studio did, and I guess there has been an update to this uh, via a, an official statement from Sony uh, that says, in an effort to further strengthen business operations, as, uh, Sony Inter- Interactive Entertainment can confirm PlayStation Studios, Japan Studio, will be reorganized into a new organization on April 1st. I wish that was an April Fool's joke, but it isn't. Uh, <laughs> Japan Studio will be recentered to Team Asobi, the creative team behind Astro's Playroom, allowing the team to focus on a single vision and build on the popularity of Astro's Playroom. In addition, the roles of external production, software localization, and IP management of Japan Studio titles will be concentrated within the global functions of PlayStation Studios. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's basically they're dissolving them and, and absorbing them into Team Asobi. Have they which, never heard the phrase, don't put all your eggs in one basket? <laughs> right? Apparently yeah. not. Yeah. It's really a shame. Uh, of course, nothing but respect to Team Asobi. Astro's Playroom is one of my favorite games in recent memory. It's incredible. Mine too. And I can't wait to see what they do next. But I just wish we didn't. it didn't have to come at the cost of all these amazing IPs, presumably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I, I have the Gravity Rush games, and I had a chance to play it. I've not played Patapon or Locoroco. <laughs> um, I just, there's a lot of their games I've missed out on. But the ones I've played, I've really enjoyed. They're just They have that weird wacky style that kind of gave um, Sony more of an identity. So it's kind of sad to see them lose that identity. Right. Yeah. So. Oh, well. I liked everybody's golf, too. I'm just looking through all the different uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a good series. It was, actually. And I'm not even into golf games. I remember playing at least one of them and having a really good time. Yeah. Uh, That's a shame. But let's go ahead and move on and a bit of a Monster Hunter Rise update as we get that news on screen. So uh, as was kind of leaked thanks to the whole Capcom ransomware situation, Monster Hunter Rise is apparently launching for PC in 2022. Uh, So it's not a Switch exclusive, but if you, uh, you know, don't need to play it right away, you just have to wait a year, it seems. So, yeah, uh, yep. it's just there you yeah. go. Like you said, uh, we knew this was happening. Um, and for me personally, I'd like to think that this, in addition to uh, Pokemon Legends and Breath of the Wild 2, might be indicative of, you know, Switch Pro enhancements. 
mm-hmm. because I imagine the game will receive enhancements when it comes to PC, and maybe with the Switch Pro, we can see some of that also bleed onto the Switch version when that eventually happens. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I love Monster Hunter, and I'm going to play it wherever it's at, so if it's on more places, that's that's good news to me. Right. As Adoodle mentions in the chat, I'm surprised uh, that they say they're, they're surprised they announced this before the game came out on Switch. I am too. I feel like this almost will. I wonder if their hand spur. was forced a little bit because of the ransomware leak. That could be. That could, that be. could possibly be. But you know, I, I could mm-hmm. see some people who were, you know, who are willing to wait, who were going to buy it on Switch, but can wait for PC. That that might kind of chill sales a bit. But it is still Monster Hunter, so it's going to do gangbusters no matter what in the end like it'll chill sales but it'll just chill sales on the switch version because if someone's going to wait for the pc version that's still a sale for capcom in the end right right of course how do you feel about this austin because i know you love the monster hunter series uh i didn't really get into the last monster hunter monster hunter game but Mm -hmm. i do enjoy the series I, i i'm planning on playing it on switch uh you know unless everyone i knew was gonna play it on pc but i feel like most people i know that would play it would have it on switch so that's an element right away. That's an element of this that I hope they address. Uh, cross play and cross progression, I think, would be great for True. something like this. Nintendo True. seems really open to that kind of stuff, uh, and it was a huge complaint for Monster Hunter World on uh, PS4, Xbox, and PC because they didn't have any cross play or progression at all. So even I, on the, mm-hmm. even on the Wii U and the 3DS, I don't think there was cross play. Was there? There was. There was. Okay, yeah. I take that back. Then. Yeah, I remember that. So uh, 3DS players could connect with a Wii U player, and then they could go online together. It, uh, it was a neat system. Wow. So Capcom is usually willing to go the extra mile for this kind of stuff, and I hope we see that happen. Same. Yeah. I've. I... Would Nintendo be open to cross-play with a different console or platform? They're usually pretty open. Like, I yeah. know... For example, Hades uh, has crossplay, and you can pick up where you okay. left off. So, mm-hmm. I, I, from from what I understand, Nintendo seems to be pretty fine with it. Fortnite, I think Apex just Legends, in the system. both crossplay games. So, yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think it'll go over uh, uh, if that does happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, game looks fine, but I, I've just never been able to click with Monster Hunter, and I'm not sure if like I don't know if this is the one to do it, but also there's just there's a lot else going on, so I just don't know if I'll be able to have the time for it. I think that's the thing, right? It's just there's so much. Like, I actually, I've never clicked with it either, but I can see absolutely why it could be so unbelievably addicting if you're playing with a good group of people and it's just like, you know, you have your crew that you play Monster Hunter with. Like, I can see it being so fun, but it's just a matter of, I guess, just that initial hump of getting into it and when there's already so much else to play that does appeal to me right off the bat like the the ps5 version of uh, yakuza like a dragon's about to come out and i want to play the hell out of that because i've been waiting to get into it and it's just like it's so hard to get over that initial hump when there's already other stuff vying for your time you know mm-hmm. i i never anticipate anyone who hasn't played monster hunter to play a monster hunter uh and then you know s- successfully get into it it's just there's it's a brick wall of a game <laughs> Like mm, you gotta it, yeah. blast through it in order to uh, to really get involved, but uh, and it's mm-hmm. it's pretty rough to get in, into it on your own if you're not playing with some people who already know how to play. I, yeah, I actually did sure. that. Uh, I think it was Monster Hunter Try or was it Three? I can't remember which. Basically the same. 
Um, I actually did get into it on my own, and it did take me a while playing um, like by myself to figure everything out. It has a lot of it's it has a lot of aspects that an MMO has, where you're yeah. like gathering uh, materials and to craft certain items to make your character better, stuff like that. So that's part of what I like about it. But uh, yeah, it it definitely takes some time to get to figure figure out and feel like you really know what you're doing. Sure. And that's definitely, like, Capcom's fault because they've never successfully tutorialized Monster Hunter. Uh, and I know a lot of people, like, played the demo for Rise and didn't come away with it with uh, good opinions, like, if, if they're new to the series. And I anticipated that 100% because uh, that's just not the way that you demo this game. And it's kind of like Animal Crossing in the way that there is no way to demo this game. Yeah, because either way, you, either you put them through a long dis- uh, tutorial, yeah. or you throw them right into the action. And usually they're like, well, here's the action. This is the cool part. The only way I yeah. see it ever working is if they pull a Dragon Quest Eleven and give you an extensive demo that you can just play and then transfer your save over when you're done. Uh, that would make a lot of sense. But uh, they're not doing that, so oh well. <laughs> <laughs> it um, happens. Jared Edinger asks, uh, what's the release date on Like a Dragon for PS5? It's March 2nd, unless it's been delayed that, like, recently. I don't think that so. I, don't I think know it's about. next I don't week, think yeah. so. It's, it should still be March 2nd, so yeah. Nice. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get to our last bit of news for, uh, for tonight. So, a new report has come out about the Stadia. <laughs> and it... Why it failed. And it failed so badly because it, it missed initial sales targets by hundreds of thousands. And uh, Google spent tens of millions of dollars each on bringing in games like Red Dead Redemption 2. Ouch. Basically, Google was spending money like crazy and deciding to go right up against, you know, the big companies. And... <laughs> Basically, these other these third party companies like Ubisoft and uh, you know, Take Two were like, "Yeah, sure, we'll we'll put it on there for if you give us this amount of money." They don't, it was like had that open checkbook. We'll take Google's money. That's why wouldn't basically you? What it came right. out. Why yeah, wouldn't why you? Right. If you're gonna, it yeah. made sense. Yeah, and this all comes from a uh, from like a huge deep dive expose by Jason Schreier, by the way, mm. uh, who just like published a huge story on why the Stadia failed and. I mean, we all knew the Stadia failed. It's obviously common knowledge, but I don't think I realized just about the gravity, the, the, the immense gravity of its failure. Hundreds of thousands of units off from their initial sales targets. I mean, that's, that's catastrophic. I yeah. mean, for Google, of course, they have gazillions of dollars, and they're fine. But that's, that's a catastrophic failure. Yeah. I don't think uh, anyone notes- could blame them for closing up shop at that point. <laughs> Yeah, right. No, and I mean, uh, the, it's, the article yeah. notes how like usually Google launches a project that's pretty bare bones and just testing as it grows. And for Sadia, they decide to come out swinging. Which, yeah, the, basically they decided to launch it as they're coming out swinging, but it was still kind of bare bones. So that kind of bit them. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, it, it launched without so many of the features that were promised. That that, that that were you know that's what they were used to sell people in the Stadia. And then when it launched. Things like uh, the state save thing, whatever it's called, that wasn't ready at launch when mm-hmm. the Stadia came out. I mean, there were, and it was more than that too. So it, it seems as though that Google just—I don't know—maybe they thought they could take on the the big consoles 
on just nothing more cash. than their name alone and cash yeah. and yeah. the promise of what Stadia would eventually be. But, I mean, what a mess. And this, this article also notes that even now there are around 80 games available on Stadia, which is compared to the hundreds and hundreds of games available on other platforms. And eight, I mean, 80? This far in? After yeah, this pretty, far out after <laughs> the stadium's released, that's yeah. I mean, realistic when you think about it, who's gonna who's gonna put? I mean, consoles are expensive. Who's gonna put this much money into some brand new console when you know the three major consoles already have a track record? You know that you know PlayStation Five is probably not gonna flop and then you know just disappear in a couple of years. I feel like it's a pretty hard market to break into, and if even Google can't buy their way into the console market, then you know it's it. it how long has it been with the with the big three, and there hasn't been any other real competition? Uh, I mean, the closest was Dreamcast, right? Was the last one? Yeah, basically, yeah. Was the Dreamcast. I mean, there's always been an yeah. attempt, like the Ouya and stuff like that. Yeah, but the nothing's Ouya, ever I guess, been able yeah. to pen- penetrate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm just reading through the article here and. Seems like a little bit of the blame could be laid at Harrison's feet because they like the devel- the Stadia developers were like, I don't know if we should go this way. And Harrison was like just trying to keep what he knew and the traditional launch system for uh, that. But Harrison continues to show himself as uh, maybe not the best because he presided over the, play- the P- PS3, right. the Xbox One, and now the Stadia. Maybe, maybe he's not in the right business. <laughs> I've never met the guy or anything like that, obviously, but doesn't have the best track record this makes the wii u look fantastic as ran in chat says okay google can't buy their way can't buy their way in but let's not count out kfc very (laughs) true i have a hundred times more faith in kfc than i do well kfc's got the meme market cornered i mean what does google Mm -hmm. have they can't they can't compete with that no right not a chance well, and I think also, you know, one of the issues facing Stadia is that, you know, uh, at least the American market, right? I mean, uh, not everybody – I mean, it, it, broadband penetration still isn't that great in America. I mean, maybe broadband is, but like ultra-high-speed internet penetration really isn't. And to get the full experience out of Stadia, you need a really good internet connection, and that's just not something that that, that is that ubiquitous in America, even now. There's certain places you can't even get that. Yeah, exactly. Speed. Yeah. But when yeah. you compare it to something like xCloud, which just outperforms it, you know, the internet notwithstanding, mm-hmm. like, how could they expect it to survive uh, when xCloud and Game Pass is such a good deal? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, look at through here. It's just, it just seems like a mismanaged mess. Uh, like, some of the Stadia's developers were optimistic that they could win over people eventually. If Google gave them the time, but that didn't exactly happen <laughs> uh, right. because they, apparently they had a game prototype that could only work on a cloud platform, pushing memory limits with computer driven artificial intelligence. One prototype, according to people familiar with the plans, was described as a cross between a Google Assistant and a Tamagotchi pad, allowing players to interact with their smart creatures in all sorts of fun ways, which doesn't appeal to me, but I'm sure that might have appealed to somebody. If they had a Tamagotchi right. game, I might have been interested, actually. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whoever brings yeah, right. back Tamagotchi, I'll buy their console. I mean, I guess Tamagotchi's go. still going, so. I guess, I, could just buy a ta- I guess I could just buy a Tamagotchi. <laughs> I was going to say, you might as well just do that. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that they still make them, so. They, they have the HD ones with the, with the, like, electronic eyes and stuff. Oh, God, I didn't even realize that. I thought they were still just the the little 
digital thing, like calculator right. based things almost. Imagine yeah, they've got like new the ones. Worst... They're big in. I think they're more a Japan thing, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine sense. in the worst possible timeline that like Capcom had announced Mega Man X Nine as a Stadia exclusive. I would I would be so heartbroken. I mean, I'm sure they would have ported it eventually, but also one of those. Th- but guys... it doesn't matter. I'd have to get it day one. Doesn't matter. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? If it was X Nine, I'd have to get a Stadia yesterday to play it. Honestly, you'd be no proud way. of Capcom at that point because I probably made millions of dollars just off that announcement. <laughs> True. True. Yeah. Or getting that game. Oh, gosh. But, yeah, it's just more mismanaged Stadia stuff. But with that, we've covered all the major headlines for today's news. A bit of an extra long one. Uh, but before we sign off, I do have to thank, um, one, Brandon, for helping you hold down the fort here. Very much always glad to have you on, man. And, uh, Austin, thank you so much for joining us. This is a lot of fun. Absolutely. Sorry, it went a little long, but you know we had to we had to get all the content of the Arby's topic in, so that was pretty important stuff. Yeah, that was important stuff, and we had to uh, uh, <laughs> bore you to death with the Kingdom Hearts talk. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, got we it. got uh, Kingdom Hearts, Arby's, Pog, you know all the things mm-hmm. that uh, people care about. Yep. <laughs> comparing the no, King the, Hearts fans are compare. I'm comparing it to a Pog and a <laughs> RVs. The most important stuff. But uh, yeah, obviously, a lot of people know who you're at. But for those who somehow know us, but not you, uh, where can they find you at? Uh, well, I've got I've got my uh, channel YouTube.com/slash Peanut Butter Gamer, obviously. But I also stream on Twitch, Twitch.tv slash Peanut Butter Gamer, and I've got a new YouTube channel. Uh, youtube.com slash peebs that we upload uh, content on there a little bit more regularly so that's where you can find me very cool love peebs and yeah <laughs> thank you it's fun thank shout out to Toasty for, for my show, editor man. who makes that channel what it is mm-hmm. yeah I, pl- I yeah. played Among Us, Among Us with him he's a good, yeah. good guy nice and uh, you are a tricky SOB on Among Us <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll go for blood if I if I have to. I'll do. I'll you do really whatever do. It takes. I wasn't expecting it. I'm here mumble mouth like uh, 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 <laughs> just not pulling it off. It, we and, we played enough now that just being confident and kind of yelling a little bit no longer works. So I'm, I'm having to like evolve my strategies a little bit. That that's the problem when you have those longer uh, Among Us groups going on. We're, I'm honestly yeah. like just waiting for that new map. Same. Then I'll yeah, try to jump back in with you guys. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. But either way, we also have to give a special thanks to all of our patrons, uh, whether it's at a $1 tier or the max amount. Any bit of support uh, is always appreciated. And a little extra appreciation, though, to our uh, patrons at the producer tier because you really do help make this show happen. And in addition, a massive, massive thank you to our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And those fine folks include, I am sorry, PBG, but this is a long list. <laughs> and I'm also sorry, PBG, but you're about to see me dance. It's kind of a thing. <laughs> thing so I apologize. All right. Jared Ediger, who just upgraded. Thank you so much. Jonathan Belmare, Brandon Bovia, Rob, our man X, Dan and Twistle, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Skywoo Flames, Adam O'Sullivan, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, Floating Mew, Echo Carol. Christopher, The D-Pad, Guillaume Monet, Vesmio, Waffle King, Nick Waterman, Kitty Kong Fax, Angel Martinez, Vedran Hotik, Macalau, John, Joshua Hunter, Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, 
Shadow the Cat, Azran127, Ken Roulet09, Jake Pelka, Geller, Shiny Turkey, Joseph Retkin, Titus Malvolio, Charlie Bird, Lucky Wonderfish, Top Dog23100, Brooke, Young Ben Kenobi, Charles Zaz, Douglas Chomix, Andrew Medeiros, RMM, Brady Power, Phantom23, Scott Barber, Patrick Harrison, Rocks the Cat, Loyal Dingo, Flaming Highwayman, Sean Garrett, The Legend of Groose, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, West Egg, Master Links, Sean Davis, Deaneth, Jackson Jordan, Michael McCall, Matthew Wong, Ashish Joshi, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Hubi, Marcos Conscious, Wolf X Blake and Moon Macarons, Kane, Captain Finlandia, 60 Minutes and 60 Seconds, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Synchro Lord, Brainchild, Rosa Bowling, hi Steve's mom, Dark Umi 87, The Flying Tacos, Scuff 196, Naughty Senpai, Skull Kid Tiger, and our newest executive producers, AJB Cool and Jason Ulola. Thank you all so much. And man, we had an entire dance party going while right? I was reading I all the that. Whole, I love that it's become a whole thing. I, yeah. Is there, is there music today, that's added to that, or is it no, just this silent, it, awkward dancing? It is just this silent, awkward dancing that they do while I read it off. I don't even know how it started. Uh, I don't either. Well, I, I feel like I had to join in. I mean, if everybody else is dancing, it kind of becomes awkward if you're not at that point. <laughs> yeah, just so. watching other people. You That's feel like true. that kid on the side of the wall It's just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like now, I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure we were at 51 viewers before we started dancing, and now we're at 47. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> All right, I'm out. Oh, hey, it's Dingo. Kadikaris started uh, Caddy started it when we had him on. Apparently, he was Ah, dancing. of course. Oh, right. Oh, is Thanks, that what it was? Caddy. Okay. okay, then yeah, I, I kind that of makes sense. took it was the mantle, took up the mantle. think about it. Yeah. But that is exclusive to our live audience because we always have the credits going over on top of that. So, <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> that good, that good, nice good. little bonus. So, only that many, only the, the live people will see it. Yeah. But uh, remember that you too could become a patron over at patreon.com slash gvgaming where you, where you can watch today's news tonight live for as little as $5 a month. Thank you all so much for watching. And if you like this video, be sure to subscribe to Good Vibes Gaming for more good times like these. And until next time, good night and good vibes. Bye. Bye, everyone. Good night, everybody. Bye.